Hello, welcome to Remember When. I'm Ed Higgins, Public Information Officer for Upper Marion Township, and I'll be your host for this edition. UMGA-TV is continuing this series as an oral history project of life and community in Upper Marion Township. In their own words, we want the people who lived the history of Upper Marion Township to tell us about that history. This edition features Elbert Lee. Mr. Lee tells us about growing up on Rebel Hill and the strong sense of community that exists on the hill. Let's sit back and listen to Mr. Lee remember when. Mr. Lee, we're doing a series of programs about the history of Rebel Hill. Mm -hmm. How long have you lived in Rebel Hill? Well, since 1941, 67 years ago. It's been a great place to live. Where, where were you before you came? We lived in Bryn Mawr, uh, in, down in Bryn Mawr there, between Radnor, Bryn Mawr, and Haverford, those borders were uh, almost intertwined. And uh, you may be living in Lower Marion Township one year and then in Radnor Township, but we came from Radnor Township up to Upper Marion. What was at Rebel Hill when you got there? Oh, my. Rebel Hill was, uh, having come from a uh, small village, uh, Rebel Hill was uh, a wilderness for us, you know, and it was. Uh, uh, trees, forest, uh, we picked berries, we chased pheasants, uh, that sort of thing. But it was, uh, there were other families living there when we got there, the Scott family and uh, several other families. But uh, uh, as far as we were concerned, it was a kind of a wilderness as youngsters. There were pheasants up there? Pheasants, um, um, rabbits, uh, uh, lots and lots of rabbits. And, um, it was a, a hunter's paradise there. You found yourself ducking every now and then during November. Were there a lot of hunters up there? Yeah, yeah. Even some of the people who lived there, but there were people who came there from other places too. You know, and, uh, especially up where the Rebel Hill apartments are built. Uh, they um, uh, was a, a forest area there, and uh, uh, we lived on Rebel Hill road and uh, they would travel that uh, that whole hill up top there and uh, shooting and whatever and you had to be careful <laughs> <laughs> where where were you going to school at that at that point in time I'm, I'm guessing you must have been in elementary school then yeah yeah we came from um, Garrett Hill the Rosemont school in Garrett Hill and up to um, when we got here we went to uh, I started at uh, Sweetland Elementary. Um, pleasant school, pleasant place. I can remember some of the um, people there. Mrs. March, who was the principal. I remember a, a Mr. Bracken, who was a uh, geography teacher. And uh, also, I remember a gentleman who was the uh, uh, sexton there. Uh, Visor Pignoli, his name was. and. Uh, he was the uh, disciplinarian, and any time you got into a little scrape, he'd take you down to the to the basement, the boiler room, they called it. And uh, we had a, uh, I, I got in a scrap once with one of my uh, classmates, who ended up being my best friend, one of my best friends then. And uh, 
and Visier took us down into the basement and was with that big paddle. And uh, uh, he decided not to beat us, but he told us, don't do it anymore and don't tell them I didn't beat you. <laughs> so uh, a lot of pleasant memories there. Always remember the disciplinarian. Yeah, right? yeah. Who was the friend? Oh, he was a friend who's, uh, uh, he's deceased now. His name was Earl Frames. Uh, good friend of mine, you know. And uh, we had uh, a little difference of opinion, I'll put it that way. <laughs> Did you then go on to uh, high school in this area? Yeah, went back, went on to uh, uh, Henderson Road School, uh, seventh grade there, seventh, eighth, ninth, right on through to graduation. And uh, uh, it's kind of crowded little school, but uh, it was a good experience there. I, I, I like the smaller. How were uh, your high school years? Good years, good years. I uh, uh, played a lot of football and sports, basketball, baseball, that sort of thing. But it was also, we had to be students there. You know, uh, we had some teachers there that were pretty strict, you know. Uh, uh, I enjoyed my stay at the, there. Uh, uh, one teacher in particular, um, Mrs. Marie Wolfskill, who was, uh, she had an aversion to making athletes study, you know. Uh, they could not get away with anything with her. And uh, she was quite helpful in, in helping me write and uh, uh, that sort of thing. But I uh, was really appreciative of her. Other teachers too. Uh, uh, Johnny Waisaki, who's a All-American from uh, Villanova, All-American end from Villanova, who was our coach at one time. And uh, uh, a Mr. Santoro, who really helped me along, uh, George Santoro, uh, helped me along in sports and uh, was sympathetic to uh, mm -hmm. some of my issues. <laughs> what position did you play in football? I played tackle. You know, yeah. Down in the uh, trenches. Oh boy, yes, yeah. Do you remember some of your line mates? Oh yeah, um, Earl Frames. Um, he in AC the boiler Ander room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> AC Anderson. Uh, 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 I can't quite remember mm -hmm. some of the rest of them. But I, I remember. Um, Walter Stanley Zuge, uh, toughest runners I've ever seen in my life. And you don't, didn't even want to tackle them during uh, scrimmages, you know. <laughs> but uh, um, a lot of those guys that I, that I knew. And Joe Major, who was a policeman here some uh -huh. years ago and uh, retired. How about baseball? What position did you play? Oh, yeah, outfield, center field. I uh -huh. wasn't the. I wasn't. I was a good fielder. wasn't the greatest hitter, you know. But uh, uh, it worked out. All right, all right. So, what did you do during your summers? During the summers, um, I worked. Uh, there was a um, nursery up here, operated Valley Forge Nurseries, uh, operated by. Uh, Mr. Frohrer, and uh, we worked in that uh, nursery there, uh, planting trees and digging up trees, and it was rough work for 
little money, but uh, it was rough work. But we, it, it was all high school mm -hmm. uh, youngsters during the summer, and uh, we we had a great time, <laughs> even though it was tough, you know, tough and hot. But uh, I understand you had some home chores also. Oh yes, oh yes, lots of chores. My my job was to keep the fires burning, summer and winter. You know, chopping wood, and. Uh, I almost hate to show this picture, but <laughs> this is of me uh, performing one of my duties around home, cutting wood, uh, making sure that that wood pile was high at all times. You and know? you say you never hit that right foot I with the axe. Never hit that right foot. It's still good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the other chores you had around the house? Oh, gardening. My father was a uh, ardent gardener, and he just, uh, he'd come home from work and straight to the garden, uh, onions, you name it, uh, corn, string beans, just the, just the whole uh, gamut of uh, vegetables, and then we lived off of much of that, and uh, that was tough too, because he was uh, a disciplinarian about making sure that his garden was right, you know. Ooh. Although he was a gentleman, you know. Uh, what did he do for a living? He w he worked uh, for plasterers. He was a hod carrier, which was a hard, ooh, hard way to go, you know. And uh, out early in the morning, uh, going on to these jobs. And uh, uh, he uh, when he when he came up from the south, he uh, his grandmother sent him to the uh, uh, Downingtown Industrial School. Uh, and he came out, graduated from there as a bricklayer. But during those times, uh, minorities couldn't get into the unions and that sort of thing. And so he uh, uh, went on to work for other uh, companies uh, as, as a hot carrier, as plasterer. You know. uh, and you followed in his footsteps as a plasterer, is that correct? Yeah, eventually I did. You know, mm -hmm. eventually I did. I, I, when I came out of high school, I was accepted at Penn State at, at during the, those years. It was the veterans were coming back uh, from the wars, and uh, I was accepted over in the, it, they had a Penn State Center over in uh, Swarthmore College, and uh, so I commuted there. And then uh, money got tight, and so we uh, I went to Temple at night for a long time, uh, for, for a couple of years. and. Uh, at some point, uh, my father wanted to go into business for himself. You know, he, it was a dream of his to do it. And so he went into the plastering business and persuaded me to come into it too. And uh, I did so. Uh, interesting time there too. Tell me about that. Well, we, um, I had a small plastering business, my father, brother, and I. We, um, um, did a lot of residential plastering inside and out. Uh, uh, during that time, drywall was not the, uh, it was the coming thing, but uh, it was still uh, wet plaster. And uh, we uh, operated a business within the township and all around the, uh, the areas. Uh, and uh, we did a lot of work for some local uh, contractors like uh, and entrepreneurs like uh, Don Pascal, Pascal, 
Mm -hmm. You know, it has the Village Mart, and we plastered the Village Mart originally, and the uh, and it's a building office building across the street, uh, and for another builder, Earl Kutz. Mm. Mr. Kutz was a, a builder in the township, but he eventually became a, a building inspector here, you know, at uh, Upper Marion, and uh, uh, did a lot of um, historical things for him, like working up at the chapel, uh, at Valley Forge Chapel, that sort of thing. We were, um, uh, it was uh, uh, interesting. Uh, if you would like to be a guest, contact us at Upper Marion Township, 175 West Valley Forge Road, King of Prussia, PA, 19406. Or email us at info at umtownship.org. How long between high school and going into the plastering business was there? Oh, there was uh, uh, at least two, three years. And during that time, uh, you had gone to Penn State for some period of time. Mm -hmm. And for some period of time, you went to night school at mm -hmm. Temple. Right, right. I understand that one of the things that got you there was uh, an excellent academic record in high school. Uh, well, you can call it that. Um, I did. I, I was uh, on the National Honor Society, on the student government. Uh, um, and um, it was class order. During those days, you had at least three class orders. There were long ceremonies, graduations then. You had three class orders. You had a, uh, invited guests from one of the college presidents and that sort of thing. And uh, um, I was chosen by the class to uh, become a class orator. Um, and that was a Mrs. Wolfskill was the person who trained us and, uh, every day in the school auditorium. You had to write your own stuff uh, every day in the school auditorium, critiquing each other, you know, uh, and it was tough. <laughs> and you had to do it from memory, every line from memory. And what did you choose to talk about? Um, uh, let me see. It was a, a unity, a unity through our heritage. It, it was a, um, my, my discourse was about uh, uh, how we are the interdependency of all peoples in all nations that uh, I can remember some of it from the very beginning, uh, the, uh, uh, how we share with the coffee from Abyssinia, how we shared coins from the Lydian coins, and uh, just uh, bringing in all the things that we depend upon, you know, even as Americans and as nations all over the world, and how, how we are uh, dependent upon one another, and uh, uh, how we needed to um, uh, try to uh, come together in peace with one another. Essentially, that's what it was all about. You uh, remember your opening line? Uh, I, can, I can get it for you. Sure. <laughs> okay. Oh, I have it here. Okay. My opening line was, um, 
our American civilization is based on contributions from every race and nation. Our uh, <clears throat> American citizens awakens in a bed built in a, uh, on a pattern in the Near East. He slips into his uh, moccasins uh, invented by the Indians of the Eastern woodlands and goes to the bathroom with fixtures uh, that are European <clears throat> and American inventions. He takes off his pajamas, a garment made in India, and washes with soap invented in the ancient, uh, by the ancient Gauls. He puts on garments whose form was originally uh, derived from the skin clothing of the nomads of the Asiatic steppes. And before going out to breakfast, he gathers, uh, he glances through the windows made of glass invented in Egypt. And on his way to breakfast, he stops to buy a paper with coins and ancient Lydian invention. And it goes on and on. That's excellent. Excellent. It goes on and on. Yeah. But there was a. Uh, Who were your uh, fellow orators? As I remember, uh, a Virginia Kappa Ferry. A Virginia Kappa Ferry. Um, a Margaret Meister. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, I can't remember the other one. But, uh, well, there were three of us. <laughs> Those are the three. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Your parents must have been very proud. Oh, they were. They, they really were. Were you the first to, uh, uh, were you the oldest child? No, no, no. I, we had not. Uh, nine of us. Um, uh, two of us were uh, graduates from Lower Marion, and the rest of us graduated from Upper Marion High School. You know, so, so I, I, I was you the, in the nine. Uh, in the nine, I was the fifth. The fifth. Yeah. Or so right there in the middle. Yeah. Four right older and yeah. four younger. Right. Mm -hmm. They must have been all very proud that you were. Uh, yeah, they chosen. were. They were. You know, I, I, I was frightened, but uh, <laughs> but uh, really interesting uh, uh, situation. I at one point when I was doing the speech, I paused, and it was only a pause, and the prompter, Mrs. Wolfskill, kind of panicked, thought I'd forgotten, and, uh, but I was just taking a breath and, and continued on, and mm -hmm. I kind of looked over at her, and she was so relieved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had an opportunity to use those skills in later life? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was um, president of the Civic Association for a while, for three or four years. The West uh, End? West End, yeah. I was, um, uh, and in church, you know, I've been a leader in our church in Bryn Mawr. You know. Do you still go back to Bryn Mawr for church? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's my so the family my, moved out, but they didn't? Oh, no, we didn't forget our church. No, we still remain there to this day. To you know, this day. To this day. Yeah. And what church is it? Saints Memorial Baptist Church in Bryn Mawr. Uh huh. Well, that's uh, great. Yeah. That's great. Any other time you used your oratory skills? Yes, I think we had to. Um, when I was president of the West End Civic Association, uh, the Trinity era was a uh, uh, challenging time. And, uh, Were you the president at that, at that time? time? Yeah, and that was a real challenging 
situation, you know, where we were trying to uh, maintain uh, our status as residential area. And uh, could you refresh our memory as to what the Trinzi uh, project was? Yeah, he had bought the uh, uh, was allegedly to have bought the uh, top of the hill where the uh, Rebel Hill uh, apartments exist now, and. His uh, idea was to um, build a city on a hill, you know, and some of the papers call it pie in the sky, you know, but he was putting up apartment buildings, uh, high-rise apartment buildings, uh, commercial establishments, uh, that sort of thing. And uh, we just believed and fought against it because we just believed that that would change the whole complexity of our neighborhood. And with the uh, assistance of uh, the Gulf Mills Civic Association and, and, and a lot of other civic associations throughout the township, uh, uh, we fought it as best we could. Eventually, we knew that something was going to be uh, built up there. Uh, but we wanted to remain, since it was a residential area, we wanted to remain that. And uh, uh, eventually, that's what happened, you know. But the fight went on for many years. The fight went on for many years, yeah, even after I left as the leader there. But uh, there was a uh, uh, township-wide uh, council, you know, uh, civic council, where uh, all of the civic councils in the uh, township were a part of that. And they, they tackled issues, you know, during that time. And this was one of the issues that we really were uh, really tied up in, into. And uh, so you were called upon to make the case for your neighborhood, right? Uh, before the board of supervisors, the board of supervisors, and town there. meetings, right? Like and there that. were some. It went on and on and on for years. And, uh, uh, at one point, we thought we were just out uh, blocks, but then we had to come back, you know. So. Uh, it was a, a tremendous battle. Jack Trinzi was quite a speaker as well. He was he? quite a speaker. He was a he was a schmoozer, uh, you know, a, a um, uh, very persuasive, and uh, he could really uh, get people to believing him. You know, one time there, we kind of split the community because uh, I'm going to do and he tried to um, get another. Uh, organize another uh, civic association within the community, you know. And to, uh, to compete with to the West compete End? To compete with the West End, yeah. yeah. That's a fact, you know. So. But it didn't work, you know. And uh, many people saw through that scheme. Um, and yet, he was a charming person, uh, good guy to talk to, you know. Uh, but he just had that dream, and when he brought in John B. Kelly, his uh, uh, sculling friend, uh, uh, they brought a whole lot more money into it. And, uh, but uh, eventually, uh, it did not work. Yeah. And yet, you know, the, the apartments went up, and that's residential. So, mm -hmm. so that must have been a, a, a tremendous unifying yeah. struggle for the uh, West End Civic Association. Yes, yes. Uh, the, and, and without the help of uh, uh, the Gulf Mill Civic Associates with all of their lawyers, I mean, they were, 
uh, they were inundated with lawyers and good lawyers. I, I can remember one named Dick Sorlene, who just recently died here, and uh, who was uh, quite instrumental in, uh, in, in the legal uh, portions of it, you know. You know. We should get on to maybe some more uh, uh, pleasant affairs. That, uh, uh, tell me about holidays and, uh, and festivals and celebrations up in Rebel Hill. Uh, we were a, a nice little community just nestled in there between the Rebel Hill thing, the uh, Philadelphia and Western, as it was called then, it was uh, a SEPTA now. And a uh, quiet community, uh, still quiet, still a good place to live. I, I enjoyed living in uh, Rebel Hill, really do, still do, still living there. And, uh, uh, but holidays, there was always a um, celebration at the Civic Association. I, uh, one of the primary things was a, a pig roast uh, during Fourth of July and uh, I guess other times, but the pig roast was a... Uh, uh, really a, a, a great occasion and it was always headed by the Scott family, the Scott brothers, Art Scott and his brothers. We'd be out there overnight cooking that pig and picking off the skin. You know. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but it was a, a, a lot of fun to, to do that uh, all night long and then be ready for the next day. Was that an association function? Yeah, that was an association function. And, and that uh, still goes on uh, now, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. When was the association founded? Uh, approximately 60 years ago. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And they're going to be celebrating this year, the 60th year, I understand. That yeah. must be one of the older civic associations yeah. in the town. Yeah, mm -hmm. yes, it is. How about with your family? I understand <coughs> there's a... A favorite family Christmas story. Oh gosh, you had to bring that up. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I I remember our our family, but um, you know we're a poor family, uh, but we didn't realize it. I mean, as kids, we didn't realize it. But one year, my uh, uh, we wanted my brother and I, Leslie, wanted uh, bicycles. Really wanted bicycles, and and my father didn't have that kind of money to just get out new stuff. So unbeknownst to us, he went out and found a couple of secondhand bikes and painted them the brightest red color. Uh, this must have been overnight too. And, uh, <laughs> and we saw those bicycles uh, Christmas morning and out the door we went and riding those things up and down. And we came in, we noticed our pants were all red. Uh, <laughs> Uh, then we knew Pop had uh, had uh, uh, painted those bicycles overnight. But uh, <laughs> you know, that's one of the stories. One of the other stories is uh, my father used to, he would never chop down a tree. I don't know why, but he would go get the limbs, cut the limbs off and put them on a stick and tie them, tie wire. It looked just like a nice Christmas tree after all the decorations was on it. You didn't see all that stuff inside. Almost like the artificial ones now. But, uh, so you would go and gather the limbs, but not cut them Not down. cut the tree, no. Never there must do have that. been a lot of trees up there to cut from. Yeah, yeah, there were. But he wouldn't do it, you know. Uh, he cut, cut some limbs from here and limbs from there, elsewhere. But, 
but uh, I would never cut one down. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Did your dad and mom come from the South? Where, where did they come from? Yes, they did. They came from Virginia. Uh, and uh, in fact, I have a picture of them. They came from Virginia. Uh, this is an old-time picture of these two. Could have brought more recent ones, but I brought these here. They, my father was from around Richmond, and my mother was around a little Caroline County, Schumannville, it was called. Uh -huh. and, uh, uh, they met there, and they uh, met here, really, up north, and uh, 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 became ah, acquainted. So they made their way north. Made, made their way north, yeah. Independently, and right. then met up here. Right, right, right. So... And joined the Baptist Church in Bryn Mawr. Joined the Baptist Church in Bryn Mawr. All right. Yeah. That's yes, it. yes. My mother was a great cook, tremendous cook. And uh, uh, we used to call my father kind of gentle Ben. You know, that six foot tall, but he was a strict disciplinarian, deacon in the church. But His uh, name was Benjamin? No, it's John. Oh, John, but yeah, we called him we, we just called him, ben. We would call him General Ben. Uh -huh. You know, he was just a, uh, a good man. You know, uh, really taught us how to work and what work ethic was all about, you know. And, uh, I could, and, and uh, uh, a real disciplinarian. But I, I can remember my brother and I, younger brother and I, we, uh, my younger brother was always the ladies' man. And, uh, uh, but we would go out you know, with the one little car that we had and come back home. My father always said, the door is going to be locked if you're not in by a certain time. And he did that. And uh, so we uh, hooked up a scheme by putting a ladder up to our bedroom window. And we, we would climb in that window and then throw the ladder back down on the ground. And uh, 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 my father got onto that once. Oh, and he sure. chopped, <laughs> chopped the ladder up. So uh, we, didn't, we had no access to one night we slept in the car. <laughs> yeah. You yourself have just celebrated your 50th wedding anniversary. 52nd. 52nd. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, you had uh, a yes. celebration for your 50th. Yeah, I think I have a picture of that also. Uh, uh, we celebrated our uh, 50th a couple of years ago. And these are just some of the family and principals that were there. Um, and it was a great occasion. Um, uh, our children uh, were very instrumental. And, uh, and making that happen, yeah. yeah, making that happen. And it was just a tremendous occasion. Uh, we we're so grateful to them for that and, and grateful to have been together that long. And Thank God you, for that. where did you and your wife meet? We met at church, at that same church in Bryn Mawr, Saints Memorial Baptist Church. And uh, we, uh, uh, I don't think we were too interested in each other when we first met. Uh, I know we weren't. <laughs> she hates to hear me say that, but but I, uh, um, I guess one day the cupid struck, you know, broke uh, his arrow and it struck, and that was it. You know, 
No wonder you won't give up this church. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> How many children do you have? We have uh, three children. Um, the oldest, Adrian, she uh, uh, went to Upper Marion, was a good student, graduated from Bryn Mawr College, you know, back then with some scholarships. And uh, uh, we have Enid, our middle daughter, who is housewife in Roxborough now. Two children, and uh, Adrian has two children too, and and uh, Elby, you know, or Albert Lee. He's a police officer here in the township, you know, detective. And uh, he has two little guys, you know, uh, who are the joy of our life. You know, we <laughs> and we have a great time with them. So you have six grandchildren. Six grandchildren, right? That's marvelous. Yeah, that's marvelous. They keep us. Young, quote, you know. Do you babysit for them? Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm quick on that answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the others are, are older now. They're uh, from uh, 21 to 24, 25. But the two little guys, five and four, they're a handful, you know. But uh, we love them dearly and glad when they come, you know. But uh, our, son find, our son and Carla find time to bring them to us too, you know. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So you've been retired for a number of years, I think? I've been retired since um, 1994. And mm -hmm. during that time, you have uh, traveled or raised the garden? Or? Oh, yeah. yeah we've, done a, we've done a lot of traveling during that time. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, the Caribbean, and uh, oh. we did spend... Um, uh, about 21 days back in the 90s uh, in Africa, um, Kenya, the Congo, Zimbabwe, South Africa. In fact, uh, we were in South Africa when Nelson Mandela was freed from prison. I mean, he, he was in touring the United States at that time, and we were at his house. Uh, I have a picture of my sitting on a couch outside of his, just outside of his house. And uh, we were hoping that he would get back. He was supposed to be coming back in a few days. But uh, uh, it was really a really great experience. Uh, it must, they must great have been exhilarating to be there. Oh, my, it was. It I was. mean, the whole world was yeah. Yeah. exhilarating. That's true. That's true. And uh, it was just felt good being there. Um, uh, Going into the ANC buildings where we had to be, uh, where they had to have, they had these um, uh, detectors, you know, because it was still a dangerous time then. Sure. You know, and, uh, we had to go in and out of those detectors to make sure that we didn't carry anything in. Right. Yeah, but it was a, a really tremendous experience. I'll never forget it and uh, wish I could go back. <laughs> I don't think you want to go to Zimbabwe. Right no, I don't now. want to go to Zimbabwe. No. <laughs> no. That's no. a little bit much, right? Yeah, now. too much. How about the garden? Did you keep up your father's? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. were you as strict with your garden as he was with his? I don't think I was as good as he was, but I, uh, during his declining years, he used to be up in the bedroom window in the back, and so I built the house. Uh, back to back, you know. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, during his declining years, he used to sit and watch me. Uh, every now and then, he says, "I didn't tell you to do it that way." He's at the window, 
He's not supposed to do it that way. I feel him now, you know, when I'm out there. And I'm still maintaining a garden, you know. And, uh, but and I, as, I, you're, as you're weeding or picking uh, yes, vegetables, you can hear I him say? I feel his presence even now. You know, it may seem strange to say, but it's there, you know. Uh, just feel a presence, that's all. And, uh, it seems that your father was more, had more of an impact on you than your mother did. Uh, well, it may, have, it may be. I, I, we loved our mother dearly. She was, a, uh, she was the, the pacifier, the peacemaker. The, you know, uh, I worked with my father for all those years. You know, uh, so I did become close with him because we were on jobs, uh, six and seven days a week, sure. sometimes together. He and I and my brother, so there would be a closeness there, uh, and. Uh, Yet, there were sometimes when we'd come home, uh, complained to mom, said, boy, pop was hard on us today, and she wouldn't say anything. But uh, later on, I, I heard her say one night, said, John, what are you doing to those boys? <laughs> you know, but, so she knew how to uh, calm things down to clean us all. You know. Well, yeah, she had a whole baseball team uh, of yeah. kids there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet yeah. you the food used to fly off the table. Oh, my, it did. Yes, it did. I can remember, you know, Sunday mornings, well, there was always food, you know, from the garden and whatever. We never wanted for uh, nutrition, I put it that way, in eating. But uh, I remember in our household, you had to be at the table on Sunday morning for prayer. And uh, my father... Uh, <laughs> uh, was one of those long prayers. And uh, stuff was on the table, food on the table, all hot and whatever, and getting cold. And I remember opening my eyes from prayer once and here my brother, younger brother, has got his hands out there seeing if the biscuits are still hot. <laughs> and I hunched him, you know, he took one and I hunched him as, as if to say, I want one too, you know. But uh, uh, we had some interesting times around the uh, uh, the table, you know. You had to have a border's reach, you know. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> when you wanted something. Was there a converse, was there a conversation going on at the same time? Always conversation, uh -huh. you know, always conversation about the day, about school, about uh, uh, relationships. Uh, it was always conversation going on. Some of my sisters never stopped, you know, talking. but. Uh, uh, I had six sisters at that time, uh -huh. and three of us boys. And so it was a large table with a lot of food, you know, and a lot of conversation, you know. All, are all of your siblings still alive? No, uh, two of them have died, uh -huh. and so there are seven of us remaining. And we're not young anymore, <laughs> you know. We're, uh, I think the youngest is about 71 or two, so... We're, we're, we're an old family, but uh, we're, still, uh, we're still kicking, but not high, I'll put it that way. <laughs> do you have reunions? Yes, yes, we do. Uh, and we're trying to, we still have reunions, and we're trying to get the younger uh, people in the family to more or less take over, you know, and uh, engineer it now, you know. But we still have them Christmas time, 
uh, and Thanksgiving, where we all meet together at somebody's house, you know, one of the family's house. So, yeah. And it's, they all stayed in this area? Yeah. Uh, uh, essentially, yeah. Um, that was one thing about liking to live in Rebel Hill. Um, because we were all, uh, uh, the, the homestead, which is at uh, Rebel Hill Road in Sapley Lane, uh, uh, was always the focal point. And we were always, always gravitated back home to, to that place there. And so we uh, still have uh, enjoyable times, uh, but now we're kind of going from house to house. Uh, and my, my uh, five of us still live on Rebel Hill in our own homes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's the old homestead. Right. I'm behind the homestead, old homestead. I have a, uh, a sister on uh, a couple blocks away and uh, another sister living uh, about three blocks away, Bill Wall, who was a supervisor in the mm. township, uh, his wife, you know. And uh, so we're still in that little circle and still enjoying one another. It sounds like all of Rebel Hill is sort of, uh, um, maybe there's different families, but there's interconnections all yes, over. Yes, there are. Yes, there are. And I, uh, I think... Uh, um, it, it was a, it's just a pleasant place to live, even now. You know, other people are moving in, many of whom I don't know. But uh, we still have that playground down there and the civic association down, civic association down there. And kids gravitate to that, you know, for activities and whatever. Uh, and I think those of us who have been there a long time really are uh, uh, love uh, the community. Uh, we all had a hand in building that building down there years ago. Um, people who come from the south, come from various areas, and they all seem to have an innate uh, ability to build things. And um, so we all got together, you know. I can remember as a young fellow being down there uh, helping to lay block and you know, do concrete. In fact, we stuccoed the building. I was going to say, I yeah. knew who the plaster was. Yeah, well, we stuck out the building, you know, but, but the, uh, it wasn't just Lee's. It was the whole community uh, uh, joined together. And, that's, and they would help each other out, even on their own places. 90% of the uh, houses that they were built there were built uh, from scratch by people who, uh, who wanted to come to a better place, you know, and... Uh, uh, and uh, come from places where they couldn't, didn't have the freedom that they uh, mm -hmm. really wanted. And so they built uh, their own homes. Uh, we built ours. Uh, uh, when we came to uh, Rebel Hill, my f father had bought a little piece of ground mm -hmm. and he uh, put up the basement floor, which came up out of the ground, covered it all with tar paper and uh, shingles and stuff, just a flat roof. So, because we had to move from where we were in Bryn Mawr. Mm -hmm. And we all came into that basement, dirt floor, a uh, little spot over there for a kitchen, uh, partitioned off with sheets and blankets for girls, for the boys and for parents. Uh, a real interesting growing up 
time, you know. So he, he was building onto it. Building as, onto it as we lived in it, underneath, you know. Uh, I remember waking up one morning and, and picking up a little frog off the dirt floor. <laughs> and uh, uh, it was, uh, uh, like I say, an interesting time uh, growing up there. But uh, uh, challenging, but uh, good for us all. You know, it, uh, Your father must have been quite handy. He was not only a plasterer yeah. and a hot carrier, oh, but yeah. he was also... Very handy. He could do anything, I, I thought. You know, just a musician. Uh, never would let anything stop him. Uh, if he didn't know, he'd find out. You know, and uh, uh, get it done. Because he, he was a family man. You know, he loved his wife and loved his children. And, uh, and uh, he, wouldn't let us, he wouldn't let us down at all. You know, and we're always proud of him for that. Yeah. Did he not only do the carpentry, but also the plumbing and electrical work? Uh, yeah, I did most of it. Uh -huh. You know, um, and the uh, uh, there were times when things got to be a little too intricate. He would have to call somebody in. I I remember <laughs> we had a a carpenter in to help him get the second floor up, and the carpenter spent more time smoking his pipe and measuring. And my father was a man of doing and not sitting around. And he said, uh, eventually he had to tell the carpenter, look, there's nothing straight in this house. Get to work, build it, <laughs> you know, work, put the studs up and whatever. But uh, uh, I remember hearing that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, he was a very handy man. Yeah. Would you say that the Trinzi project over the years was the biggest challenge facing the neighborhood? I think it was, yeah. I think that was the biggest challenge because it's really going to change the complexity of the whole area there. Some people didn't see it, but uh, most of us did. Uh, uh, it was traffic uh, to uh, support what was he was planning to put up there. Um, uh, that kind of thing. I um, there just changes that just would be unbelievable. Um, and uh, uh, we finally, we just had to fight it because we, you know, we had come from places like that, you know, come from various areas just like that. We did, didn't were areas need, where there was commerce and yeah, businesses and correct. high traffic. Right, right. We had come from there and we uh, just did not want to fall back into that trap again, you know. Uh, there comes a time when you got to stand up, you know, and uh, say enough and uh, uh, try to maintain what you got. We know, we know that progress is coming, but uh, uh, the extent to which they go is sure. what's the problem. When you look ahead, how do you see Rebel Hill in the future? How is it going to change and develop? I don't know. It's, it's pretty much a residential area right now, and it's gonna, I think it's going to remain there. There are people moving back in. Uh, 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 people moving in, building new homes in there, even on my street, you know, there are four new homes in there, uh, and uh, there are large, large buildings, you know, uh, 400,000, uh, yeah, yeah, almost mansions, even on my street down below me, and, uh, uh, but, uh, I, I think it's going to remain pretty much residential. Uh, 
unless there are people who are uh, scanning the area and want to uh, buy up homes that people, uh, most people nowadays are selling homes, well, not, not during this particular period, but selling homes at very high, selling their properties at very high prices, and uh, some of the people who need to be in there can't afford it, so uh, people with a lot more money come in. And, uh, or, or builders or speculators come in and build. You know, we just had one house built on Rebel Hill Road for $650,000. You know? Uh, how do young people... How do they get into that? Yeah, you know, I have no idea. I have no idea either. I, I really feel sorry for young folk. My children had to move out to different areas. You to know, find something. To find, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you've seen a lot of development. I'm sure that when you first came, and uh, Rebel Hill was, as you describe it, almost a wilderness with the woods. Mm-hmm. There was no mall at all. No mall. You know, um, seldom did we come up here. Uh, we we would come up to the uh, Walker Farm to get some produce. You know, get meats and whatever. Mm-hmm. That was a good place to go. But uh, most of the time, we had to. Uh, with dirt, dirt roads uh, in the community. Uh, I mean dirt roads. Winter time or rainy times, it was awful. Um, but uh, we did have access to the Auk Transportation Company. Uh, Mr. Auk lived on the, uh, on the hill. He had a store down at the bottom of the hill. Oh. And there was another man who named Ted, Ted Store. He lived up the top of the hill. So there were two stores two general <laughs> stores mm-hmm. uh, at either end of the Rebel Hill. And uh, uh, we could go there and get some produce, but the Auk Transportation Company, we'd go over into Conshohocken to the uh, supermarkets or jump on the Philadelphia and Western, as it was called then. I was going to say, that must have yeah. been one of the main transportation Yeah, lines. yeah, and go down into 69th Street or go to church that way. All the time, yeah, walking. I've been told that 69th Street used to be just a, a glorious urban shopping center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up the hill. Once you get off, come out of the terminal, go straight up the hill. It really, really was. Uh, uh, it was like uh, going to New York City for yeah. us little country bumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> Is, did you consider yourself a country bumpkin? I mean, yeah, yeah. Our, refri- our friends reminded us of that too, you know, that uh, we were, uh, they used to call uh, it country hawking instead of concert hawking, you know. And uh, that was um, one of the things that they always get us with, you know. You going back home to country hawking now. Yeah. Is that from your classmates at school? Classmates, or, but mostly from people in Bryn Mawr and further out in the suburban area. Oh. Yeah. Those over on the main line. On the main line, yeah. And a lot of those mainliners would love to be on Rebel Hill now. I bet they yeah, would. Okay. I bet they, <laughs> they would. really would. I know when you consider the just the basic real estate taxes, yeah. uh, that is an enormous Oh, difference. yeah, it is, yeah. Between, yeah. I don't know, it's, as you point out, the, the boundary lines there are very close. Yeah, they're there. very close. And they, you can be on, on one side of the street in Radnor Township, on the other side, Lower Marion, even out where we are, uh, Upper Marion and Lower Marion. 
That's right. Know, and that's a toward road, you know. So, uh, uh, what's your fondest memory? Fondest of memory? growing up on Gribble Hill. Fondest memory of growing up on Gribble Hill. Boy, you're really, you're really hitting me now. My fondest memory. I don't know. Just growing up there. Uh, uh, the warmth that was in the community, uh, the extended family, you know, uh, you knew that if you did something before you got home, your parents knew it, you know. Uh, before you got home. Yeah, before you got home, if you got into some difficulties or whatever. Uh, but, but I think there was the, 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 just the warmness there. The uh, uh, people kind of cared about each other. Uh, that was uh, important to me because I, you know, I kind of liked it out here, you know, as opposed to uh, being elsewhere. I, I really was fond of the outdoors, the openness, uh, that sort of thing. But uh, I've, I've had a lot of good memories, but uh, I think that would top it, just the warmness that, that existed then uh, and how we uh, really cared about one another, you know. And, and still do, I And understand. still do, and still yeah. do, yeah, still do. You know, I, I was in my garden not too long ago, and I, I had a little straw hat, and I was in a wheelchair, my legs don't work as well. And uh, there was a neighbor who came up the street, saw me out there, and she came back and told one of the other neighbors, there's an old man, they put him out in the garden in the hot sun. I don't know why they would do that. I'm, I'm there having a good time in that garden. And so one of my, the, the, the lady that she told came back and told me, we had a good laugh about that, you know. But she was concerned. That's, yeah, you know, that's, she was concerned. But uh, uh, I was enjoying myself out there. <laughs> uh, that garden's important. Well, I me. hope you'll continue to enjoy yourself for many years. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. For coming today. Nice being here. That's it for this edition of Remember When. Thanks for watching. Until next time, and always remember when.